Hey everyone, welcome to Habits and Hustle. I love today's episode. We have Dr. Darshan Shah, who is a renowned surgeon, a tremendous entrepreneur. He founded Next Health here in Los Angeles, which is all about optimizing your health. What I love about Darshan is that he's obsessed with longevity and he figures out the best ways to basically health hack your way to be as healthy as you can. So we go over not only the hottest wellness trends like intermittent fasting, mushroom tea, but we also talk about ways that you at home can optimize your health by doing simple, simple things. Today is a must listen guys, so stay tuned. one of my very dear friends. His name is Dr. Darshan Shah. He is an extraordinary human being, okay? Just as a side note, but you know, some people are usually a doctor or surgeon actually is usually enough, but not this guy. He is a serial successful entrepreneur plus a plastic surgeon plus, plus, plus. So we're going to get in and dive deep into who is Darshan Shah (laughs) and all the different multifacets of you. So Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Jen. This is so fun. Well, I hope you say that at the end of the at, at the end of the interview, not even at the beginning. But um, where to start? So, like I was saying to Darshan uh, before, I don't even know. I call you Darshan, even though you're a doctor. Like, you should is it always a, call me Darshan. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep on saying Darshan. It's be, it'd feel kind of weird if I kept on saying like Doctor Shah, Doctor right. Shah. But that's not me. That's not my identity. No, you yeah. are. You're Darshan. <laughs> exactly. You are. Like you are Darshan. Okay, good. So um, let's start with the beginning of okay. Darshan. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Like people, Darshan, I'll say this, like currently Darshan has something called Next Health, which has two locations in, in LA. And it is really like a very innovative way of like next generation of how to take care of yourself. And we're going to get into that in a few moments, but that's not where it began. So what I found really, what I find super impressive about you uh, on a serious note mm-hmm. is you have been doing tons of different businesses prior to this. You've become a plastic surgeon. You have like, like how many actual surgery centers do you have? We have four. You have four surgery mm-hmm. centers. So wh- how did you start? Like, were you just always super entrepreneurial, always business oriented? And you like, how did it? No, not really. You know, what happened was um, I became a doctor at a very young age. So I've been a doctor for a long time. How young? I was 21 when I graduated from medical school. Yeah, I did my first surgery when I was 21 years old. I was like a kid in the operating room doing surgery. Are you kidding? No. Where did you go to school? That they University of Missouri, Kansas City. And um, what I, I skipped a couple of grades in grade school, high school, and then um, I went to this program that took me right after high school into this compressed six-year program where basically it took away all vacation and you had no summer vacation, no spring oh, wow. break, and you just powered through med school for six years. And um, I graduated from that when I was 21 years old. And so you became, so what, you went to, you got your regular, your regular medical degree, yep. and then MD. you also got your, you became a surgeon also right. in that. So you were literally a surgeon at 21. No, I was training in surgery at 21. I graduated med school at 21 and trained in surgery at 21. And so you were operating on people at 21. Right, right, exactly. That's Part of your cr- training. That's crazy young. Yeah, it was pretty young. And so, you know, what What that gave me was kind of like the time bandwidth to reinvent myself a few times, which, right. which has been pretty interesting. And I'm a little bit ADD about what I'm doing with my life. Like if I don't feel satisfied and fulfilled, I want to change things right away. Right. And I did that a few times in my life. And really, you know, I love being a surgeon. I still operate now. Um, but when I first came out of surgery school, let's call it, 
Um, I was operating 14 hours a day sometimes, every single day, taking night call, being up at 4.30 in the morning. And it was really hard. It's a hard career. Any surgeon will tell you it's a right. hard career. And um, he, luckily, my dad taught me a lot about business. He's also an entrepreneur. He did a lot of things. And I helped my dad when I was a kid manage businesses and wrote software programs for him and things like that. And and he put like that little bit of that business gene inside of me right. where he kind of taught me that, look, you can do a lot as a single individual, but once you start replicating yourself through business, you can do a lot more. And I decided maybe about 10 years after being a surgeon that um, I needed, number one, I need to get some sleep. Yep. <laughs> <You know? Exactly. laughs> and and uh, I, I, could, I could do more. And so what I was doing at that point in time was I started one of the first chains of medical spas in California and also um, surgery centers as well. So we, we did both those businesses at the what same time. What is it called? Time. What are the surgery centers? So the called? surgery centers, um, they, they have different names. Each surgery center is a different name. But the, the med spa chain was called Butology. And um, we, we still have that. I still have right. a CEO running that business. And um, since that time, after going through those businesses, um, be, being a business owner and a surgeon at the same time, was even doubly stressful, I found. <laughs> and oh as you know, as you age, you know, stress really impacts you a lot more. Right, And so I was very much impacted by the amount of stress I was under. Um, I became, you know, pretty much overweight or obese, you could say, um, 30 pounds heavier than I am now. I was pre-diabetic. I was on two hypertension medications. I was, you know, I was pretty sick. I, I, I couldn't sleep. And... I looked in the mirror one day and I said to myself, this is ridiculous. I'm busy and successful, but I'm going to die very early if I keep on this path. And that's what launched me on a new path in my life. And I reinvented myself again. Wow. You're like a chame you're kind of like a chameleon. In yeah. a way. You can, or you keep on pivoting to more, you kind of find what your passion is and kind of just pursue that further. It right. sounds like, yeah. but like, so you, because even being a plastic surgeon, like then there's another, there's another specialty there. So then when did you become an actual plastic surgeon? Oh yeah. So I became a plastic surgeon in, um, 2007. Oh, okay. Right. So about 10 years ago. But 10, you, years ago. you obviously have a lot of drive, like innate drive and determination to be able to do that and have these other businesses, like, and to manage all of that. Like as a kid, like you were saying, you're, your father was kind of someone that you were, I guess, was a role model for the entrepreneurship. Right. But like you, within that though, like what is it that is there something that drives you to keep on trying to become like better or just because of your own personal like stress management, you kind of decided to kind of keep on going and further it? No, I think, I think there's two things that has driven me all the time. I know to be a successful entrepreneur, it's going to be very hard to be successful unless you work your ass off. Right. Right. And so for me, I knew that working my ass off was part and parcel of, of being successful. So right. if I wasn't going to work hard, I could pretty much forget about being successful. Right. right? And you know that. We talk about this all uh, the time. Uh, absolutely. Right? Like, do you have, did you have specific habits that you were doing then? Yeah. And have they changed? Like, do you still do the same type of rituals and habits? Or have they shifted and changed as you kind of got more further along in your career? Right. And they, they have. Um, I say a lot more of my habits now around health and right. taking care of myself versus just working hard all the time. Right. I think the other part of it too is just being passionate about something. Yeah. Right. So like I find myself I'm I don't even want to work hard at something that I don't feel passionate about. Right. So that's what also kind of helped me reinvent myself a few times, but also is part of my rituals and habits every morning now to visualize and to have gratitude and to talk to myself and to journal about what do I really want out of life right. and where and how am I going to get there. 
Right. right. You're a big proponent of this. And that's Absolutely. An, and this yep. is like a, a big reason why you and I connect so well, I think, is because you I feel like you practice, you not just you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. And mm-hmm. like you are trying to always better yourself like that. So what is today, like in today's day, what is your morning routine? Like what is your day-to-day sure. morning routine? Sure, I could tell you. So I wake up every morning around five o'clock in the morning, sometimes a little bit earlier. Okay. And I automatically wake up. I don't need an alarm clock. It just I after doing this for years, it just right. happens. I'm a morning person too, of course. But the first thing I do is I go down and I make some coffee, of course, <laughs> get my brain going, put some MCT oil in it. And... Oh, so you're a big MCT person. Okay. Yes. Do you yeah. think it works? I, I, I really think it's it's good science and it works well for me. Right. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but for most people, it's you, there are benefits as far as energy levels and, and those kind of things. But after, and I'm drinking a lot of mushroom coffee now, so yeah. like Four Sigmatic coffee. That's is, a big thing right now. Yeah. Do you think, I don't know how much of this is, I can't, you know, there's so many different fads, right? I, right? I get confused with what's really now placebo, what's really, I know there's science backing it. Right. The MCT oil is one of them. I didn't really see much of a difference when I did it. Maybe I didn't do it long enough or mm-hmm. the mushroom as well. Like I know those are like huge right now. Right. What do you find when you do that? How did, what is it? What is the effect on you? So um, I just find I have more energy, but I don't have that kind of caffeine high and caffeine down mm, after okay. after I drink mush, uh, mushroom coffee. And um, I also find just I have um, better mental clarity throughout the day as well. You feel that? Yeah, I really feel that. Huh? And okay. you know, like, of course these are all subjective, right? right. There's, there's oh, yeah. very hard to get endpoints on this, but there's a lot of research out there on MCT oil and a lot of research on, um, cordyceps and mushrooms that, that, um, if you look at the research, it's pretty convincing that there is an effect. What, okay. What is the back, what is the background research on that? Like, so people would understand besides right. you and I saying there's research, what does the research say that it would do like, Give yeah. us some, doctor. So, so the biochemistry of how MCT oil works, for right. example, is that um, it is absorbed in through your gut and converted directly into energy, which is different than other uh, fats, right? Because mm-hmm. the other fats have to be digested and then right. um, go through the liver and, and those kind of things. So MCT oil, that direct conversion into energy is, is a huge biochemical advantage, right? Because right? you don't have to activate your gut basically to, to get energy. So that's one of the, the biochemical reasons. And then there's a lot of research, especially in the keto literature. About oh, MCT here we go. Oil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We can go to, you and I go down rabbit holes yeah, all the we time. Can go down this, this can be a four hour rabbit hole. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. So, so, you know, suffice it to say that, um, there's pretty convincing, uh, research that shows that MCT oil does affect energy without, without, um, compromising or increasing your insulin release or glucose. Uh, right. Um, and then for mushrooms, what's the, what's the, so, you know, um, I, the, a good friend of mine who runs, um, a friend of mine who runs four Sigmatic, um, he came and talked uh, to us about the mushrooms and showed us a research on cordyceps and how they also, um, affect energy levels, how they affect mental clarity and right. mental, mental, um, uh, speed, I guess. And if you, if you look at the studies on, on this, there is research behind this. And, mm-hmm. and he considers mushrooms a superfood. And so there's about 50 different superfoods out there. And, you know, there's tons of nutrition research oh, on tons. superfoods in general. So No, yeah. I know. And, I, I, and I, I've read a lot of the studies. But since you are a doctor, and I know that, like, you're also someone, like I said, you, you dive really deep into right. 
a lot of learning on on like health hacks so much, right. and that so if any if there's anyone to ask, I might as well ask you, who's like <laughs> not a, an expert and a, and a guinea pig, basically. Yes. yes. Um, all right. So then go on. So then you you wake okay. up at five. You you have the MCT coffee or the right. mushroom coffee. Yep. So the first thing I do is I journal, and I have a diary. I've been keeping a diary since I was a teenager. Um, I basically um, now use an app on my iPhone, which mm. is awesome. It's called Day One, and I put some photos and I dictate a diary entry. Um, what mm. I love about keeping a diary, it makes you reflect mm-hmm. on what you've done, but it also kind of expands time for you. So as you look back in your journal entries, you can see that you've had this full, beautiful life when sometimes you don't feel like you do, mm. you know? I um, like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Then I have this thing called a five-minute journal. You can get it on Amazon. It's an awesome, awesome way to kind of really um, take you through the process of visualizing um, affirmations and gratitude. And all three of those are very important, um, right. I feel. And so I've been feeling, you know, I think I'm on my sixth five-minute journal at home. And, um, <laughs> You've also, been telling me about those for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you should get it and try it. I know. I think I have. I think I, I think you gave me one. Yeah. It's sitting on my on one of my... Uh, awesome. I don't know, what, in one of my drawers somewhere, but I should take it out. It's A lot of people I swear by that. Yeah. I think I Tim Ferriss uses that one, too. He does. Yeah. He's, he, that's why I heard about it, was Tim Ferriss. Oh, see, there. Yeah. There you go. And um, I have one for my kids. So they have one for kids, too. So my kids do it, and it's incredible. That's for them. a great. That's a great idea. Yeah. And you start the kids early on that journey. That's a really great idea. Yeah, at least they get that. to talk about it and think about it. Yeah. You know? So that's been great as well. Um, of course, then I'll, I'll work out. I just got a Peloton, which is awesome, so I can just work <laughs> out at home. You've um, lost like a hundred pounds, literally. Like <laughs> no, no, like thirty. Like thirty pounds. <laughs> wow. And Thanks. you do that every day? Every day. Yeah, I okay. have to. Yeah, otherwise I feel terrible yeah. for the rest of the day. Um, so and, and, you know, I, I believe also that. I don't want to work out too hard at my age. Like I don't want to spend two hours on the bike, but right. a good 30 to 45 minutes is fantastic. I feel amazing after the do workout. You do, you st- do you do strength weight? Do you do like yes, weight training yes. too? Yes, every okay. day I do some weight training, uh, 10 okay. or 15 minutes. Sometimes I'll use this app again called the seven minute workout. It's called the seven. I love the seven minute workout. Um, You're telling this to the girl who created the five minute work, you know, the Oh my gosh, five. I should do the five yeah, minute work. It's workouts. too late now. I don't own the, I don't own it anymore. Uh, do whatever you want. You should but do I'm the saying, four minute workout. I, I, I know, right. <laughs> or like four and a half or whatever. I know. Yeah. But, so you do the seven minute work, mm-hmm. which means you do a seven minutes of, of strength training every day with the Peloton or what is the. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a seven minute, um, uh, high intensity, uh, training mm. workout, a hit workout. Yeah. And it's, uh, it provides you with some strength exercises, some flexibility as well. There's different ones you can choose on the app and I try to mix it up sometimes. And then after the workout, like for me, my brain really needs to learn something every day. So I'll always read for half an hour to 45 minutes. And so oh. that's something I always do. And then my kids wake up and then it's making pancakes and getting right. the lunch boxes ready and all that stuff. Wow. So wait a <laughs> second. So you read right after, so after you do your work. That's like, this is a good one. So after you do your workout, you, that's when you take that time for the next 45 minutes to actually learn something. You yes. read something new, you do something like for your, every day, every time, like that's every kind of day. part of your routine. Yes. What is it? Is it anything? Like just something? What do you pick? Mm-hmm. Is it just... Um, I have a stack of magazines and a stack of books that I'm always combing through. Um, so it's usually either a magazine or a book. And by magazines, I mean journals and studies and those kind of things. Something that that's interesting me at that moment in time. No, I love that. And the reason why I like that so much is because I always have the... my. My intention is always to, oh, I'll read that tonight. Before I go to bed, I'm going to read that. Mm-hmm. And what happens, I'm so tired by the time the night comes that I'll read like a half a page and I'll fall asleep. 
Right. So I get nothing, like nothing accomplished. I've been yeah. reading the same book for four and a half months, <laughs> which is not really productive, right? Because yeah. especially, especially now, like I, there's so many different people I'm meeting and I really want to kind of like dive deeper and then like time goes by. That's a great one. I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna write that one down because your brain is so on fire after right. you've run you're and so alert out. You're at so that. So alert, yeah. The key for the whole thing though is to not get on your emails and not get on your texts or right. your Instagram. Just like put that away until it's time to do that later in the day. Absolutely. That just that just messes up the whole routine. That's a great <laughs> hack. I think that's a great one. So after you exercise, because you're so alert. You are so like your, your endorphins are all going. That's the greatest time. And you'll probably like, it will it resonate more in that time. I love that. Yep. That's a good one. Can you give me other, like, okay, you've given me a few different health hacks. Let's go mm-hmm. through in all of your findings. Give me eight, eight more health hacks just like that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know that's a lot, but yeah. I, like I said to you before, it's like someone like you who like speaks to like, you go to so many different conferences, you do all the TED talks, you speak to... You speak to like the, the best of the best, the best mm-hmm. experts. I want another, maybe not eight. Give me like the next five. Sure, give I, can another, give you, I can give you You can probably so, give me 108, by the way, but I don't want to put you on the spot like that. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go through a few of them for you. So what I do at Next Health is, you know, a lot of people want health coaching and they want right. to know like what are all the health hacks. And, you know, hacks is kind of not the best word for it because right. it's just habits and routines that you should do and enable that with technology and the latest science, right? Uh-huh. So so you're not taking a shortcut, but you're you're facilitating and enabling using technology and science, that's right? That's how I that's how I think about it. And what I do um, is I have everything kind of segmented into what I call the wellness wheel. So there's 12 different aspects of your health and wellness that you should focus on. And of course, we all know the pillars are diet, sleep, and exercise, mm-hmm. right? So under diet, we could talk about that forever. Right. <laughs> but I really recommend people consider fasting, intermittent fasting. It's uh, There's a lot of science around it. Mm-hmm. It's extremely helpful. And it might not help you lose weight, but it, what it is going to do once you get past an initial week or two period is you are going to have better control of your insulin levels and your glucose. You're going to activate all sorts of pathways and longevity, mTOR and, and these kind of mm-hmm. things. And um, there's a lot of good research behind it. And yeah. I feel great when I'm fasting. So do you do the 12, the 14, the 16 hour fast? So I do time restricted eating where I only eat during um, daytime, <laughs> uh, during when the sun is out. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that I have my last meal before the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. All right? okay. um, of course, sometimes I can do that all the time. Like last night we were out with friends and then, and then it's kind of like, you know, I, I can't do it, but you don't have to do it every day anyway. And then my breakfast, I always skip my breakfast because um, I, I eat... My first meal at like 11 o'clock is what I do. Wow. So yeah. then, okay. So that's I, about a 16 hour fast. So then that's a long, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. So then number, okay, I got a couple mm-hmm. questions on that. So, cause I know intermittent again is one of those like buzzwords right now. It's like keto and intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. Now with the intermittent, intermittent fasting, you say you don't have to do it every day. Would you say five times a week is probably. Even, even if you do one or two times a week, you don't it? need to do it five times a week. Right. Exactly. If you can make it a lifestyle, that's fantastic. But oh, wow. you know, pretty intense people do it five times a week. I'm probably doing it two or three times a week max. It's when it fits into my life and I right. can make it happen, you know? Because the reason why I haven't, I haven't tried it was because of my lifestyle. Like with, yeah. the, with you have kids and you have other things going on or social life, it's very, very hard. Right. You can't be rigid with it because right. then you'll just 
you know, you'll disappoint yourself. Right. right. Exactly. And then that's a whole other laundry list of like, you go down a bad rabbit hole right. there. Right. So, so then you're saying if you, if you just do it a few times, a couple mm-hmm. times, whenever it's convenient, right. it actually makes a difference. It right. ben- it's, a, it's beneficial. Hugely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll I, try I think, that. I think then. it's a great diet hack. Um, you know, people who have, done intermittent fasting for a long time they will tell you that they have lost weight over time they've been able to better manage their cravings mm-hmm. for sure um, how what's the what's the what's the um research behind managing your cravings like that? so you know we're programmed to eat three times a day right, right. And so what happens when you're constantly eating three times a day your your hormones ghrelin and leptin are, right. are going up and down and it's causing hunger right once you get out once you get your brain out of that routine of this right circadian hormonal release then it no longer makes you hungry during those times anymore because hunger right. is just a something happens in your brain it's so not basically you're retraining your brain exactly right. exactly uh, it takes it takes about two weeks to retrain your brain two weeks to retrain your brain mm-hmm. right because like the initials so like i'm so used to and i'm sure a lot of people are so used to having not only eating breakfast, but you, you, you've been hearing your whole life that breakfast is the most important <laughs> meal of the day. It like revs up your metabolism and all the other things, right? But now it's, everything is so contrary. So it's really hard to like tweak what your the psychology behind that, you right? Know, a lot of the research around breakfast was right. funded by the corn industry and, and the, the dairy industry. Right, because, right. Because, you know, cornflakes and milk, right? That's what you should have for breakfast. Absolutely. And, um, this, I mean, now that all of this research funding has been exposed, right. now we're rethinking the entire concept of breakfast. You know, I mean, our ancestors didn't eat breakfast, right? right. They, they ate whenever they caught food, you right. know? Exactly, right? exactly. So. <laughs> it's just really like it's retraining your brain. Brain yes. and like and and like and and basically doing it and kind of that's the only way to kind of actually change it right it's not just like thinking about it you have to try it and know that it'll be like two weeks minimum or is it two weeks or what around there. yeah it's, it's different for everybody of course but i would give yourself two weeks you know yeah, i'm gonna try that yeah. well these yeah. are good things because again i didn't think that i thought intermittent fasting you had to do it more like five at least five times a, a week and I mean, and like I said, and I guess it's true. To... You just have to retrain your brain for that. Okay. Right. Give me another, give me some other habits. So, so we talked about exercise. So I won't do that again. Just, you know, a, a good eight, a hit workout, seven minute app. If, if you you're have talking to the queen you're... of hit right now. Yeah, now exactly. you're talking my language. So just listen to yeah. your podcast <laughs> and, and make that happen. Um, as far as sleep goes, now this is a really mm-hmm. important topic. Everyone's talking about sleep. You have to optimize your sleep in two ways. Optimize your sleep routine and optimize your sleep environment, right? Right. So, and we can, there's a laundry list of things that we can go over with all those things. But I'm a big proponent of watching your biological data. So you should get a sleep monitor. And the one I found, there's a couple that are really good. Um, there's a, there's one that's a ring that you wear called an aura ring, which is really good. Oh. And yeah, that's fantastic. You just wear it at night and it gives you pretty good data. And then these the pads that go under your mattress, which I don't like to wear jewelry, so I don't wear a ring. Right. So I put this pad under my mattress and Nokia Health sells one and also Bedit, a company that was recently bought by Apple sells one. B e d d i t. So if really, you, yes, yes, and this is great because you just get into bed and it monitors your sleep. You wake up in the morning, you get a sleep score, and a score between zero to a hundred. And what's been awesome is my wife and I compare sleep scores every morning. That's great. Yes, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So you're like, you know, like I got a ninety, you got a hundred. What did you do that made your sleep better? Yeah. You know? And it's so great because even though you know you, uh, there's research out there that challenges the validity of the exact sleep score 
fine, but it gets you in the routine of measuring your sleep and trying to improve it in different That's, ways. No, no, right? I, I agree with you. Sleep mm-hmm. has become a big one. A big, much, there's been a lot more focus on it. I had the sleep doctor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Michael Bruce. Good friend on, of mine, yep. Right, yep. who was fa- fantastic. And yeah. he was giving us a lot of different ways to improve mm-hmm. your sleep. But I didn't hear about the ring or that mattress um, pad. Yep. pad. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Those are great things to because I, I think there's so much correlation between bad sleep, your health, the cortisol levels. Like, I mean, huge. Those are that's that's a really good one. Okay, yes. give me some more. Okay, so then um, if you go down the wellness wheel, yeah, we're on <laughs> um, that wellness yeah, wheel exactly. So the next thing I talk about, of course, is cardiac health. So this becomes more and more important as you age, but. Okay. Even if you're in your 20s and your 30s and you're listening to this, you need to start learning about your heart and what keeps your heart healthy and what keep, makes your heart deteriorate over time, right? And um, one of the things that I recommend if you're um, 40s or especially if you're 50s is go get a study called a coronary calcium score. This tells us how much calcium deposition is in your um, arteries and it tells us predictively what your risk of having a heart attack is. Wow. Okay. And so where do you get this? So you can get it at any radiology center and just ask your doctor to prescribe it for you and your insurance should cover it. Um, if your insurance doesn't cover it, just call around. You can get it for like a hundred bucks or even less wow. at a radiology center. And I can't tell you the number of guys in their forties I've recommended this to, and they have significant issues and they they are working on turning them around right now. That's amazing. You can actually prevent a heart attack by no, having the knowledge and information. Absolutely. How come no one talks about that? I don't know why. I haven't you know? heard anyone mention that. Yeah, it's sad because there's so much out there in technology and around health because I mean, our healthcare industry spends trillions yeah. every year developing this technology, but it only gets applied to when you're sick. Right. So like all of a sudden you're like, I'm having chest pain. Okay, well go get a coronary calcium score. Well, by then it's too late. It's too late by right, then. Exactly. Now your score is like a thousand when you could have caught it when it was 400, you could have done something about it. Absolutely. And I think right. also with heart disease, isn't that much more prevalent now in women? That's what it's, I heard. It's becoming, yeah, there's a huge push for women to understand that they're just as at risk for heart disease right. as men are. So you have to be proactive in diagnosing and treating problems with your heart and especially the blood flow to your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Keep on going on that. This wellness wheel is great. I like it. <laughs> we should just come on every, you know, and just keep on going. Yeah. This is great. This well, could for be each like, one of these, I can talk about I was like say, it's hours. Like, <laughs> it's like each each part, each like little like piece of the pie on this wellness wheel could be mm-hmm. an entire podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. We're just like, we're just going to go through them. We're summarizing and then you'll come back again and we can kind of dive deeper later. Exactly. Okay. Let's, next thing I talk about is gut health. Yeah, huge topic right now, right? So one thing that everyone should get familiar with and Google and research on and read about is leaky gut, right? A lot of people have leaky gut. They don't even realize or understand it and they're causing inflammation throughout their body. So what's happening there is food particles of certain foods that you eat um, your gut is unable to protect you from those uh, those particles getting into your bloodstream, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and they're tiny, of course, they're microscopic, but they get into your bloodstream and your immune system is like, what is that? That's not supposed to be here, and it attacks it. But you keep eating this stuff and your immune system is always attacking these little proteins of foods that are in your blood, and um, you're constantly in this state of inflammation and immune system overactivation. Right. And when your immune system is overactivated, it's not just destroying things that is not supposed to be in your body is actually destroying normal cells as well and harming you, normal cells in your brain, in your heart, everywhere throughout your body. And so 
getting to know where you where your gut stands and how well it's protecting you against inflammation is huge. And practice probably going to be one of the most important things in health and wellness that we're going to learn this decade. And there's going to be so much more about it. You have to protect, you have to make sure your gut is healthy. And the way you make sure your gut is healthy is, there's a couple of different ways. One is to feed your microbiome. Mm-hmm. Your microbiome is a trillions of bacteria and viruses and fungi that are synergistically um, uh, and symbiotically living inside your gut. And the way you protect them is to feed them with prebiotics, okay? So Mm -hmm. my favorite prebiotic, which is very easy to use, is called Skinny Gut. You buy a bottle on Amazon. It's it's a fiber that dissolves very easily in your coffee. So I also throw this in my coffee. Wow, exactly. (laughs) Good. I've heard of Skinny Gut. Isn't there... um... There's a whole brand. They have a lot of... Don't they have a lot of different products for for this, though? Like, they they have... Is it the right? They one? have a few different products, but uh, the one you want is their fiber supplement. The fiber supplement, yeah, okay. exactly. And it's a, it's the green label one, um, and uh, it's it's awesome. It's easy. You don't even notice this in your coffee or your. Do you actually breakfast. have coffee in your coffee? I feel like you have a lot of other stuff in the coffee except coffee. It, it, it really is like an elixir. <laughs> I do. I feel like it's like a, a, a right. A, it's like it has coffee-ish stuff yeah, in it. Coffee-esque. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. You, you should speak my friend Ben Greenfield. His coffee is just ridiculous. What he puts. Oh, in I can every only day. imagine. It's, it's like nuts. a cocktail, like eleven, twenty-five different things in but there. why not start your day off right with the first thing you put in your body nourishes your gut your brain you absolutely know, your energy, agree with you. all of that right so then um so feed your microbiome and okay. get, get get that and also how do you know by the way what are some symptoms that you would have if you to know if you have a leaky gut fatigue okay. joint pains um uh, inability to get to sleep at night, inability to wake up in the morning, um, just overall... Um, like if it's be like a, a new mom. Low energy, yeah. Like I mean, a new mom. Exactly. Yeah, if you feel like a new mom, yeah. you might have leaky gut. <laughs> <laughs> that could be their tagline. That could be like the, right. the new commercial. All right. Sounds good. Exactly. Sounds good. I like that. Um, and just real quick around, around this too is get a food sensitivity test. They're really mm. good at telling you what foods you should avoid to give your gut a chance to heal, okay? See, and, I find that these are great... These are great tips because I, I, I think what, see again, what I love about you is like you're, you're filled with so much knowledge because you always take it to the next level. Like you're so curious and always want to learn and know the problem is most doctors, the truth of the matter is you go see a doctor, they don't tell you this stuff. They don't talk about this stuff. They just like give you one blood test or say, Oh, take this, uh, you know, take this pill, take that pill. But when reality, that's not what your body and what you need. No. So that's what's really frustrating. It's like you have to knowledge is power. People have to take their themselves and take and like be their own best advocate. Exactly. You have to take your health into your own hands, become the CEO of your own health. Our entire medical system is focused around disease diagnosis, yeah. right? No preventative. Pill. Yeah, exactly. You know, I went to a doctor every single year that I was gaining like five, 10 pounds a year. Like, you're fine, go and exercise. And yeah. that was not what was happening. You know, there was a lot around it. Didn't even ask me about my stress levels, how, you know, right. what's my sugar doing, none of this stuff. And it's so important to know this thing. And you can actually heal yourself if you have the right information easily. And then you can prevent all sorts of bad diseases right. in the future. So. I, I mean, I'm really scared of getting cancer because mm-hmm. cancer like is, is rapid in my family. And, you know, the reality is like, I guess at the end of the day, there's things you can do to prevent it, but you can't, you know, it still happens. But like things like this put, make at least put you on the, on the side of potentially like less chance maybe than, I mean, is there ways to prevent cancer in your mind besides inflammation is, inflammation is uh, the number one, yeah, right? Inflammation is one of the biggest 
precursors to cancer, you know? And so if you can keep your immune system focused on um, destroying cancer cells and not cause all this damage with your immune system, you're going to do you are gonna give yourself a much better chance, right? And we can measure how much inflammation is going on in your body. It's very easy. How do you measure that? There's a blood test called an HS, a highly sensitive CRP test, HSCRP, Uh and a homocysteine level, two tests. There's also a bunch of others, but these two are easy, cheap. You could ask your doctor for them, um, and you can find out immediately if you have inflammation going on in your body. Why would you not want to know that? Absolutely. That's why I think think you need to do your research. But the flip side to that is people then Google, like if they become hypochondriacs, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, I think I have this, I have that. You think you have everything. So like, how does someone find someone like you? Seriously, because you're you're only here. You're not like everywhere around the country. Right. I mean, it's... So so here's the thing. So Google, um, when you put your symptoms in, is going to diagnose a disease for you the way a doctor does. Right. Right? It's not going to help you get to the root cause of what's going on. Right. Right. Um, Few of the ways to get access to this information, I hate to say this to your audience, but it's really a lot about self-education. Mm-hmm. you got to get yourself listening to podcasts like yourselves, like our Next Health Forefront mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. Ben Greenfield. There's so many out there that you can listen to that give you good information right. and that really make you think. And then you research some more, right? Right. Um, there are a group of doctors called functional medicine doctors that are... Um, Kind of more focused on this. They want to get right. to the root cause of disease versus um, versus disease diagnosis and giving you a pill. But we're defining, I feel, in Next Health, a new type of experience, which is called a health optimization center. Mm-hmm. And this is where you can come and get all this testing in, uh, you know, in a package and just understand everything all at once. And then we tell you, here's what you need to know about every aspect of the wellness wheel. Right. And then just do these things, and you got it. You know. Well, that's why your business <laughs> is crushing it seriously, because I think that it's become. People who, who are in the know, it's like, it's one of those things like, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't know, right? right? So I, I feel like you're, you're doing a really good job of kind of spreading the, the message and getting it out there. But, you know, you're only in L.A. Like, Next Health is only mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Are you right. going to be going into other cities or? It's our plan, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, for sure. Of yeah. course, we're going to cover the big cities first and then kind of start branching out more. And um, all this information I'm going to be putting on an online course as well eventually. Oh, that's good. So people can learn it all just very, you know, here's the most relevant information. Here's links to studies if you want to read more about it. But here's the things that you need to do. And really, it's. Once you have someone filtered through all the information for you, it's really not that hard. It's right. actually, I don't want to say easy because it does take time, but you have to invest time and money into your health. Absolutely. Right? Or you're going to pay for it on the other end. Exactly. You know, either yeah. way you're going to pay. It depends if you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later, really. Right. 100%. So keep on going on this wellness wheel. Okay. So the leaky okay. gut, we finished with the leaky gut. You, well, you said it's about inflammation. Symptoms, you said it's kind of like like being a new mom. You're tired, mm-hmm. you're fatigued, you're kind yeah. of like not feeling all that great. Exactly. Um, okay, then give us another, give us some other. Oh, you said for cancer also, it's about inflammation. So exactly. you want to take those two tests. Right. All right. Right. So just, just preventing inflammation. You know, there's a lot of genetic markers for cancer as well. And a lot of people are scared to know if they have a genetic marker for yeah. cancer, right? I mean, and, and I understand that fear, but there's stuff you could do about it now. Right. Now we can direct our proactive diagnostic testing to look for those cancers. Like say you have a BRCA gene, mm-hmm. for example, right? This is one that's very popular. Right. Now we know you need to get a mammogram much more frequently at an earlier age, Absolutely. right? It's better to know than to not know is what I like to tell people because we do have the technology to look for things right. now. And then 
every single cancer, I don't care which one it is, the earlier you find it, the easier it is to treat it. Oh, 1000%. So why not get that genetic testing? And there's a great test called the color test um, that um, you can get. It's online. You can just send in a swab and they'll send you back. Called the color test? Color, C-O-L-O-R. And just search color cancer test on online and it gives you some genetic markers of cancer. And then you know what to look for. Roger, fountain information. (laughs) Wow, okay, keep on going. This is amazing. I'm not going to get to all my other things I wanted to talk to you about. This is great. Because you have like, again, what I love about you is like you're explaining it and and there's a solution behind Mm -hmm. it. It's not like you're just like yammering on and on. You're like saying... How about this? And you can actually, here's some practical stuff that you can do about it. Right. Right? Right, exactly. And and right. what I try to do is organize the information so it's not overwhelming and it's organized by body system so that you can, um, you know, understand what you're looking at. Because there's so much information out there. Gosh. It's like this waterfall. And then, like, you have all sorts of, like, bloggers and people who, yeah. like, are, are scientists but not clinicians and clinicians but not scientists. Like, all these people are writing about stuff. And you don't know what's real and what's not. That, and that's the problem with everything. That's exactly. why people are, you know, in a place where there's so many different options to, for weight loss. People are gaining, people are more obese than ever, right? Oh, yeah. Because the other, the other side is like too much information is also dangerous, right? Because analysis you don't know what to paralysis. Believe. Analysis what? paralysis. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you don't know. You're like, oh my God, there's like so much. Yeah. And that's why I think it's good to also have a few trusted sources and listen to them. Exactly. And like kind of be myopic in that way, right? right? Like know who's good, right. know who's trustworthy and then listen. Exactly. I that's- think- that's the key. And just find someone that you connect with, find someone that you know that you've gotten some good information from, that you've kind of validated yourself. It's not right. something that's crazy, you know, like they're not telling you to do something that's that, like get a frog to bite right, you Right, right, right. Like it's, it's, it's practical <laughs> exactly. and, it's, and it's doable. <laughs> right. No, right. it's true. Okay, yeah. give me one more and then I'm going to ask you some other stuff. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, so um, let's see. Why don't we talk about hormone health? Okay. Yes. So every single person needs to know that when you turn 30 or sometimes a little bit after, a little bit before, you're going to start declining in your hormone levels. And that happens because we're genetically programmed to start doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, to be young, healthy, and vibrant, you need a certain amount of hormone, right? Mm -hmm. The stress in our lives after we turn 30s, 40s, also severely affects our hormone levels. And so the more stress you have, the more out of balance your hormones get. Right. Okay? So a lot of people will go to their doctor and say, you know, I feel like my hormones are out of balance. And the, the doctor will measure their hormones and they'll say, yeah, you are a little bit out of balance. You might want to just take a, a little bit of hormone replacement therapy. Right. And then, you know, there's a lot of controversy around which hormone replacement therapy you should do. But... What I want to tell everyone is focus on one number, men and women. If you're in your 30s, late 30s, definitely early 40s, get your testosterone level measured. So mm. um, for men especially, um, the number that's on kind of like on every single uh, lab sheet, it says if you're over 200, if you're if you're over 200, you're fine, okay? Right. But if you're under 200, then maybe you should do something. Well, that number is not really right. So 200 is like the bare minimum. You, for men, it should be closer to seven, eight, or 900 to be optimized. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's a big difference. Yeah, there's studies out there that say that, um, that if you optimize your testosterone level, you're going to protect against Alzheimer's disease cardiovascular disease, cancer, all sorts of things. Wow. And so for women also, you know, you want to optimize your testosterone level and it totally helps with your energy. It helps with um, keeping muscle, not getting sarcopenia, right? All of these things. And so it's something to consider. And then, 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of doctors were trained when I was trained or even before where, you know, the hormone replacement therapy was just like poo-pooed. And then yeah. there's this big study that came out using um, synthetic hormones that were, that said that hormone replacement therapy was bad. But the study was was done on, you know, synthetic hormone on very elderly women. And um, it, it kind of misguided hormone therapy as, right. as a general category. But there's a lot of doctors like myself, most doctors I would say now understand that, um, you know, your hormones are very, very important and you need to optimize them. And so you should know what your testosterone level is. And, you know, it shouldn't become when you're symptomatic. You should just right. find out what it is. And you can you can get that test online now too. There's a lot of places online where you can get a testosterone level measure. And I think it's I think it's good information. Can you do that, can you do that at Next Health though? Of course, yeah. We offer all these tests at Next Health. I'm trying to make this more general. So if you're not in LA No, I know. You, know, you, you wanna be I mean, and I love you for that. That's very but I like I and I and I do, I love you for that. So then like what can I ask you then, like let's just, you know, because of you know, Next Health or it, the whole thing about it so great the optimization of your health. You guys do all these, what do you think of like infrared saunas? What do you think of all these other things that people are doing for cellular generation or anti-aging? Yeah. And like, do you want to talk a little bit about that or? I love it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of work? studies. Yeah, I think I think it does. There's a lot of studies um, that have been done on heat sauna therapy, um, showing that right. exposing your body to heat um, activates longevity pathways, okay? And I've been doing it. For a while, right. and I love it, and I feel I feel so much better after I do a heat sauna. Infrared, there's you know there's infrared saunas even better. What's um, the difference? I think that's the thing. Mm -hmm. So you, I know that like the regular traditional sauna we're talking right. about right now. Right. Then there's the infrared. Right. There's like a billion other. I mean, exactly. there's, can you explain this? There's not a billion. There's I'm, a couple. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a few though. There's yeah. a pod. Like even for, at, at Next Health, you have a pod. Yep. You have a, a bed that looks like a tanning tanning. Right. Bed. You have the ones outside. You have the ones that you go to the gym, and you have a sauna. Sauna. Like, what are the different right. breakdowns? So the, the most popular kind right now is the kind you kind of walk into and you sit there, and that's kind of the wood inside. Right. And um, and those are now being powered with infrared light. And infrared light um, has been shown to help energy levels, hormone levels, um, also um, help with sleep. There's studies out on all of this. So you get kind of like a double um, a double benefit from okay. being in a heat and have the infrared light. And then we also have an infrared, near-infrared light pod. And what that does, a near-infrared light, that infrared light going up against your skin releases nitric oxide from your blood vessels, which increases blood flow. So and that's also, the one that looks like the, the tanning the bed. The tanning bed, right, okay. exactly. But it's not ultraviolet light, it's no. near-infrared. So right. um, it doesn't cause cancer, but it does activate mitochondria and releases nitric oxide, which is a very important substance for blood flow and overall health. But how often do you have to do that to see the results, though? Um, you know, the, it's kind of like anything, like how, how many broccoli do you have to eat to feel healthy, right? Right. That's a good question, <laughs> you right? Just, yeah. you, just, you just do it as much as you can in, in, in your routine. Do you have to do it every day? No. If you're very wealthy and you have the time, you can certainly do it every day. It's not going to be harmful. Right. Um, but um, I would recommend once a week is a great amount of time to spend um, uh, once we go into a place like Next Health or a place that has these devices um, that are vetted and, you, and you, know, you make sure that you're going in a good, in a device that really works, I think that's good. So, the you know? so you still get the benefit even if you don't do it as, like, all the time, basically. Yeah. There's still like a, so it's, an, it's more like even a little bit is, is effective. Exactly. Right. right. So, because this is the thing, even with the, now with the intermittent fasting, with the infrared saunas, like a lot of these things, I think a lot of times people don't start because they think it's too, 
like, well, I, I don't have the time or the money or the energy mm -hmm. to commit to something full time. So then they don't do anything, right? right? Even me, who's in this industry, like it's it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I can't do all the time. I'm not, then forget it. I'm not right. going to be able to. Right. So it's interesting. It's it's actually it's very like it's it's actually good to know that even a little bit makes a difference. It does, right? Yeah. If if you what I tell people is, if you can give yourself two hours a week mm -hmm. on self care, mm -hmm. which is like no one does that, right? No, who right. spends two hours a week on self-care other than right. going to the gym, Other right? than So, right, right. and, and the reality, <laughs> no, it's true. And the reality is like fitness, as we just talked about earlier, is just one component of overall wellness and health. It's just exactly. one component. You've got to do all these other things that work in that wellness wheel exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. So two hours of other of, of self-care otherwise. A week, yeah. Just a block it out in your calendar. Like if you can't spend two hours on yourself in your calendar, make it happen because it's going to keep you alive for years longer. Right. You know? What are other habits that don't require someone going to a place like Next Health besides mm -hmm. exercise, besides diet? Um, the one we always talk about, meditation. And medita I, oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up meditation. Can I tell you something? I can tell you almost... Every single human being who sits where you are right now, when they talk about their habits, their rituals, like what kind of like centers them, makes them kind of extra productive or like productive or on point, they always say meditation mm -hmm. every time. And here you are again. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but you do the TM kind, which yes. is different. Yeah, I tried all of them. And, you right. know, every I think there's a different form that will work for any for everybody. Right. right. I don't think it's there's necessarily one right form, but find what works for you. Experiment. Get some apps. If those don't work, go take a TM class. If that well, tell, doesn't work, TM? go on a retreat. Tell the difference between TM. You told that to me on your podcast. But <sighs> for those of you who want to know what we're talking about, what's the difference between TM meditation and just a, you know using an app on your phone for meditation? Yeah, I mean, there's different kinds of meditation. If you want to kind of categorize them, there's um, focused meditation where you're focused on something like um, you know a, a one one object in your head or one God, even if you want to make it secular, which mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you know, you don't have to be religious to do meditation, of course. Right. right? And then another type of meditation is, um, where you're, where you're using your breath, right? Right. And you're, you're trying to clear your mind completely. So you're not focusing on something. You let thoughts come in and you let thoughts go out and you're trying to clear your mind. And then the third category in my mind is transcendental meditation where, um, you're going into a deeper level. So thoughts are still occurring. You're letting them occur. And then you're just like getting under the thoughts. So the way people that describe TM um, meditation is like it's the ocean, a cross section of the ocean. The top is still very um, wavy and there's might be a storm at the top. But the deeper you go, the right. calmer and calmer it gets. And how much do you do that? Like every day? It's supposed to be 20 minutes twice a day. And honestly, I, prob I probably um, hit that maybe like... 10% of the time, wow. but at least once a day I try to do it. That's a lot. So like you have, a that's like another habit. Like there's a mm -hmm. lot of different things that you have to like, you're, you're hitting daily. Like mm -hmm. you have your learning, you have your meditation, you have your exercise and right. you have your journaling, which those things don't really take that long. They don't long. take a lot of time. They don't take a lot of time. Yeah. And if you stack them and you put them all together into like one routine, like before you know it, it's done. You right. Know? Like exactly. two hours and all this is done or an hour and a half and it's all done. And in fact, actually, I think it makes you even more productive and more efficient later on because you've done those things. Exactly. If you get like an app on your phone, like the new iPhone does this. It yeah. tells you how much time you spend on social media. Right. Cool. Like easily, it's like two, three hours for some people. It's crazy, or right? Or more, right? Absolutely. Cut that in half and do this instead. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> right? I think this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to like a, to society now because it's people are so preoccupied and obsessed with it. 
it like, is there something I wanted to ask you, is there something, um, like on the medical side that what does it do to your brain? Cause I feel like the second that you start with it, it, it becomes a worse and worse thing. And like, you become like addicted. It's like an, mm -hmm. it's like, it's an addiction. Like it would be alcohol yeah. or drugs. It just gives you that dopamine hit every yeah. single time you're on your, you're like looking for a message. I got a message. I got a message. And you're like looking for validation. It gives you a dopamine hit every single time. Right. And your body gets used to having dopamine all the time. And when it doesn't, it's like, where did I find that last hit of dopamine? Oh yeah, my phone. I'm right. Go, and you grab for it. You so know? how do you make it, how do you, how do you tweak it? Because we're, it, it would be unrealistic to tell people just, oh yeah, don't do it. How do you, it's like eating, right? How do you minimize your the, the necessity of using it, but to a minimum, like, not, you know, it, like food, like if you have a, yeah. if you have a food addiction, people still have to eat three day, three times a day. Right. So how, is well, there they don't like, have to eat three times a day, but well, no, like, according to you, they have yeah. to eat like once yeah. a day and they're fine. But like, no, but right. you know, like how, is there a way, is there a way, or has it been medically shown or research proven that there's a way to kind of modulate your phone yeah. usage? Yeah. I mean, look, it's all or about, or your food or any of these addiction, addictive habits right, right? I, the only way that you're gonna you're going to eliminate one habit is to replace it with a different with another habit, one right? i knew you're gonna say <laughs> that was the answer i would say but yes. i'm not a doctor but is so you just have to again get your just, dopamine hits from something else right get your dopamine just, hit from exercising get your dopamine hit from a seven minute workout or a five minute workout or whatever you know all that don't you say seven minute workout? <laughs> I'm just kidding. but i know I, I and i know that's again that's like the that's the obvious answer. It's common sense. It's just sometimes, sometimes it's harder. So I thought that'd be a trick or something that you can kind of tell yeah. us. Cause you seem to have tricks for everything. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, habit stacking is a great trick for yeah. me for developing habits. Like start a habit really small. Okay. Habit so, stacking. Okay. I like yeah, that. Habit stacking is, is an amazing trick actually. So what you do is you start a habit really small. Say you, you don't even exercise. You're going to wake up every morning and do one push up. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to end up doing one push. You're going to do five push-ups, right. right? And then once you start getting into a routine where you're like, oh, I have enough, I've done, I'm doing 100 push-ups every morning, then you're like, I need a journal. 100 push-ups, journal for one minute. Just write one thing down, right? Right. One sentence. Build that. Then do another one. Like, I didn't put all this, all these habits together, like, overnight. It took right. me a couple of years to make this routine. Absolutely. And, yeah. and if you stack them all together and get them done, like, you get programmed to doing it. Just like when you wake up in the morning and you grab your keys to your car and you go out to your car and you drive to work. And you're like, how did I get to work? I don't even remember going, getting into my car. Yeah. It just happens. It and becomes it, autopilot. It exactly. becomes part of, like, it's like brushing your teeth. But, like, how did you say it takes about, is that... Part of the mental training, mental tricks, would you say that takes about two weeks to kind of get comfortable with that or longer? Because they say that takes longer. Yeah, two to, it takes about 21 days. Um, right. Everyone's different. 21 days to develop a new habit. So, you know, if every 21 days, if you added a new habit to your habit stack, mm -hmm. you'll, by a year, you're going to have like, you know, over 12, 13, 14 habits added. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's like, and I, I, like you and I talk, I mean, we say the same things. I never called it habit, habit stacking. I think mm -hmm. it's a great, it's a great way of putting mm -hmm. it though. Okay. The other thing I, I want to touch on, I know, I know we're like kind of like short for time is, uh, X prize. Oh so, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like Darshan from what well, it is kind of, he's, you're kind of obsessed with like living forever, basically <laughs> <laughs> longevity. Um, what is X prize? Tell us. Okay. Well, XPRIZE is one of the organizations that I'm a member of. Um, it's an organization put together by Peter Diamandes, an amazing entrepreneur and person. He has this book called Abundance, which is just 
a beautiful read. You have to read this book. Um, if I read it now, it'll take me seven years. But I'll start in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Do it in the morning. I was going to say, me, I'm going to start in the morning. You'll there finish you a book every single month if you start reading in the morning. I That's exactly true. You know, you know what? Yeah. I think that's... I love that. Okay, right. I'm going to do that. But um, what I love about XPRIZE is that they develop competitions where you win a significant prize, millions of dollars sometimes, for solving a problem that people have not been able to put, um, have not been able to solve yet. Okay, so one of the first private space flights into space was because of an XPRIZE. Peter said, I'm going to give this huge prize to whoever develops uh, spacecraft that goes privately into space. And then that's what turned into Virgin Galactic later on. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like that. So after the success of that, what Peter did was he created many different XPRIZES for different things. Mm -hmm. So there's an XPRIZE for getting water to places that need water. There's an XPRIZE for um, taking carbon out of the air and making it into something usable. All sorts of amazing concepts of things the world really needs. And Teams from all over the world brainstorm and try to figure out how to win this prize. And so think about that. Like, I mean, wow. the motivation of people to solve these huge problems in small teams is just amazing. That's right? amazing. How do you get in? Like, can anyone just be a part of XPRIZE? Can I just join and pay um, no, my $100 membership? <laughs> you have to apply. And um, it's a, um, you, you know, you have to apply and they're looking for um, uh, individuals that can really support their mission. So yeah, if you go to xprize.com and then see see what it's all about, and you can you can definitely participate. But what I really like about XPRIZE is just part of my learning journey. Yeah. I learned so much from XPRIZE. I learned so much from going to TED every year. I learned so much from going to Abundance 360 every year. I learned so much from all these conferences. Like I, I What was your favorite TED Talks? I know you go to them all the time. Oh wow. <laughs> um my favorite TED yeah, Talk. Yeah, your favorite one. Yeah. Um that that's a hard one. I would say you know, um, um, Tim Ferriss did a really good one the last time I was there. I'm going to give him one of really? my favorites. What yeah. was it on? Um, he was just talking about how he beat um, how he beat his own mind. Um, he was suicidal for a while, and how he beat that as a child. Really, not as a child, as a college student. Yes. So that was your favorite one in the. Okay, that was recently. What was your? Because that okay. Give me one more. I want one more. Because <laughs> I know you go like Darshan goes to to the TED Talks, I think literally every year. And yes. you go to, you have it, like you don't miss any of them. Right. There's one of vulnerability that is like the most, Oh, I've, yes. you know that one? Um, what's her name? Brene Brown. Brene Brown on right. vulnerability. What a great yeah. talk. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah. Well, that one I think had the most, one of the, one of the most Watched. Uh, YouTube yeah, hits uh, I think ever. She also, Brene Brown did another YouTube talk before vulnerability that was also massive. Mm -hmm. What was that one called? Um, I don't remember what that one was called. Oh, but okay. that was amazing. But she does she does great on that on that platform, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But how incredible is it like humanity makes that the most watched video um, of Ted, right? People want to be vulnerable. People Absolutely want connection. True. And that's part of the wellness wheel too. We talk about brain health, connection is one of the major aspects of having good brain health. That's a great segue back into the wellness field. <laughs> no, but I think that's also, it's probably one of the most important things. I agree with you. Right. And it's one of those things that people like, again, they overlook, they look at the diet, they look at the fitness, but stuff like, you know, um, having spiritual connection, emotional connection, all of those things create for your stress. It actually, it, it creates your stress levels do go down from that and you become a healthier, happier person. Exactly. Which, okay. So tell me about the brain. Tell me about that a little bit more. Just 
Let's just touch brain upon health? that. The brain health. Okay, so yeah. loneliness is one of the major causes of, of dementia and Alzheimer's and early death, actually. And so the Aye. one of the key aspects of maintaining good brain health is to not be lonely, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, you know, you, you and I are very lucky, right? We get to meet tons of people every single day right. and interesting people, and there's just not enough time in our lives for all the people we get to meet, but that's not true for many people. I know. It's just like shameful. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, it's, I think it's a responsibility for people that do have um, the, the, the good fortune of being well connected to find the people that are not well connected mm-hmm. and bring them in, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of people, and if you're introverted, um, take an online test to see if you're introverted, if you feel like you are. Being introverted is not something bad. It's just something you need to know about yourself, you know? Right. And once you know that about yourself, there are techniques and ways of getting out there right. a little bit more. That's a really good point. I, and it's I, not social media. It's not. No, exactly. <laughs> I think social media can be very harmful because you see other people living their best life, quote unquote, which are, it's, it's usually smoke and mirrors, as we know, right? And then you judge yourself based on things that are artificial and not even you know, authentic, which is terrible, but there's a lot of different like groups that people can take. And I think it's hard when you are, I think when you are an introvert though, to take that step. But I think like you just said, I think it does make a difference for your overall health overall. Right. And your longevity, which is your other obsession. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do if you're so obsessed with, so like I said, Darshan is like obsessed with like living forever. Um, (laughs) What do you like do to kind of counter, is this, are all these things kind of everything we talked about on this podcast because you are scared of dying young really, or? No, I'm not really scared of dying young, but I do want to, I know, I do want to maximize the amount of time that I get to spend on this earth healthy. So yeah. I can see my kids grow up and maybe their kids grow up. Right. right? I mean, that would be amazing. I tease you because I'm, you know. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, but um, I'll tell you that um, one, I'll give you another great hint. Yeah. <laughs> another test that you can do. Okay, good. All these tests, people are going to yeah. be like over, yeah. oh, you know, over schooled. I love it. Okay. What I love about this test is that it really gives you a, a marker to tell you how you're doing overall with all of your wellness mm. and habits, okay? So it's like an overall marker, a big picture marker, a big picture scorecard. And it's your telomere length. Have you heard of this? You mentioned this to me, but I don't... tell say it, I have heard of it, but I don't know the details. So please yeah. talk about it. So your telomeres are the end caps of your DNA, and they get shorter as your cells divide more and more, okay? And people that... This is why NAD is good, right? No, NAD sorry. is really... Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm NAD, jumping. NAD, we don't know if it affects your, t- your telomere length or not, oh. but it does, inc- it does affect a lot of things, energy levels and, and mitochondrial strength. But, um, but anyhow, so telomere length is increased with all of the healthy habits we're talking about, um, having good hormone health, sleeping, um, having good nutrition, uh, making sure that you get exercise on a, on a regular basis. Um, journal, all these things that we talked yeah. about, they will increase your telomere length. So you can either go to Next Health or you can get it online. A company called Telo Years, which was um, founded by um, Elizabeth Blackburn, who discovered the telomerase and the whole telomere thing. She won a Nobel Prize for it. Oh, wow. um, you can go online, you send in a sample, and then they will tell you what your telomere length is. And they will say, this is your telomere length compared to everyone else in your age group. And then if your telomere length is lower than the other people in your age group, then you know you have some work to do. If it's higher, you're doing good right. on all your different routines and habits. So if it tells you that it's lower, so all these things we're talking about can actually enhance your telomere? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tell I, every the beginning of every year, January 1st, 
around that time period, I get a telomere length done. I've been doing it for a few years now. And um, I can see how I'm doing compared to other... How are you doing compared to other people who are 29? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> are you doing pretty good? Okay. Yeah. So how do, yeah. how do you take it? Like, so tell me, go to this website, mm-hmm. uh, telomere. Telo years. Telo years. T-E-L-O-Y-E-A-R-S.com. Um, and you send it, I think it's like a little blood spot sample. Um, I haven't done their testing. Do you do, uh, do, you do it at you, Next Health? Yeah, because I do it at Next Health. And so we just take a blood sample and we send that in. Can I, can I go to, I'm telling you, can I go tomorrow to get all this stuff done at Next <laughs> yeah, Health? I'm serious. Of You're You've, my guest. I know. No, I'm serious. Yeah. So you can do it at Next Health. Can you, if you went to your doctor, someone who doesn't have a Next Health, can they do that kind of test? Uh, Still, no. Very few doctors know how to get this test or where to get it from or you know, um, so they go online, they take a, cause taking a blood, how would you do that? Like prick your finger, yeah, like a little finger prick, or I think they might even do it with a cheek swab, but I think it is a, a finger prick from now that I remember correctly. Like I said, I haven't used that test right, for, for years, but, um, whatever it is, it's easy and you just send it in and right. in a month you get your results back. Well, you know what I think? And you know what I think you should do? I mean, I'm, I'm serious. You should, like I said, I know you said you're doing this online program to teach people, but I wish you were like a, like a virtual doctor for people <laughs> because seriously, because you're like, again, I, I'm just like praising you because you. you're so knowledgeable on like so many levels. It's unbelievable. Like you have like such a, de- you're so determined and to, to learn and to know it's amazing. Like there's not, has, has, there's never been one thing I've ever asked you and you're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, let me go find out. Like you seriously have, like, you know, not just a little bit about a lot of things, a lot about a lot of things. No, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I know I I'm blushing. That. You don't like to talk. I, you're very shy and you're very, I know you You have a lot of humility, but still, I'm just telling you, it's amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know how much time we have. Are we good or? Okay. I got to wrap you up because yeah. I know you got to go to a meeting. I have to go do a procedure. Oh, a procedure. <laughs> a procedure. Oh, right. Cause yes. you still even do plastic surgery like once a no, week. No, I'm not doing plastic surgery. Okay. I'm actually using hormone pellets on a client. Oh, excuse me. And um, this is great because a great way to replace your hormones with pellet therapy is we put a small pellet underneath your skin so you don't have to inject yourself all the time. You're doing that? I'm doing that on a, on a yeah, client. Yeah, I'm saying yes, doing that client. Yes, yes. We do hundreds of them. People love it because it's just so easy. Okay, I'm making an appointment. I'm seriously, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk about this. First of all, okay, not even first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You were seriously like just a wealth of information will you come on again of course and like we can like delve deeper into all the different parts of this wellness wheel i love that yeah, thank you for sure let's do it how do people find you um i'm at on instagram at health hacker md um that's my instagram handle um you can find me uh, at next health at next-health.com those are the two best ways probably yeah probably yeah. right <laughs> well thank you it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank so you much. so much <laughs> bye This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, 
Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.